0: Baseball is a complicated and frustrating game, isn't it? We, as White Sox fans, know this firsthand. Life, just like baseball, can be complicated and frustrating. If your life is becoming too complicated and frustrating, the counselors at True Heights Treatment are here to help. True Heights Treatment offers both in person and online sessions to clients anywhere in the state of Illinois. Learn more. At www.trueheightstx.com or call the office at 708 248 7039. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morowski. And Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. I am Nick Morawski, and this is episode 185. You can find this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. So much to get to since the last time we talked about this White Sox team. They are 67 and 67, uh, just won a series against the Minnesota Twins. And uh, there are 28 games left. It might come down to the last week or so with this AL Central. A lot to get to. Let me bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Nick
1: Morawski, or should I call you Billy Mumfrey, the cockeyed optimist? You are <laughs> Mister Sunshine and rainbows all over Twitter. All of a sudden, see what happens. Tony, Tony takes a step to the side. You get in the Cairo, and then look at you. You're just uh, you've got a renewed energy, a pep in your step, and look at the way the socks have responded to your excitement.
0: I can breathe better. Um, I know I've been sleeping better. Um, And the coffee tastes better in the morning. Uh, There is definitely a pep in my step. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that the players are saying as well. But, you know, the last time we met to record, Pat, uh, it -hmm. was right after the Diamondbacks uh, came through the south side. (laughs) They took care of business and sky was falling. Rightfully so. That was Mm -hmm. a horrible series. Uh, all appeared to be lost. Uh, Saks lost the series opener. Go figure against the Royals uh, the next day, and and then we get word that uh, Tony Larusa, for medical reasons, uh, it wasn't going to manage uh, on Tuesday, the second game of that of that series, and mm-hmm. you know it, it just everything changed. It, yeah. it just appears as if everything changed. Miguel Cairo uh, comes in as the acting manager and Sox are still dealing with some injuries. Socks are still playing some poor defense, uh, but something happened in that Royal series. And then this past weekend uh, that just feels different. And you can say the right things, Pat, and they were at the beginning. Miguel Cairo and others saying the right things, doing this for Tony, this, that, and the other. Uh, but when you watch this game as much as you and I have and the fine folks that are listening, you can tell this is a different uh, ball club. So let me take you, Pat, to, uh, I guess, when you originally heard about this and then watching the team play this past week, what have you discovered or found out?
1: You know, it's it's funny. And- I think we should both preface this. We we don't we don't wish any ill will to Tony the Russo or Correct. his health, Correct. right? Um, but I think we'd be you know kidding ourselves, Nick, if if we didn't kind of look at this with a little bit of a you know a, a crooked eye, if you will, because we've talked about it before that this kind of seems like the maybe the way it would go. The exit strategy would be, I'm going to spend some time at home. I've got some health concerns is was it really the last straw and this is the way to to uh let him go out with some saving grace if that's the case he may come back you know in a couple of days who knows indefinitely means you know it could be at any time it could be never coming back so it's a little bit strange you know whenever anybody says indefinitely i always get confused like what does that really mean uh but you can definitely see it's a it's changed now that the player's strangely weren't alerted they found out via social media that their manager wasn't going to be around so that was a little bit strange then it's they so had another bizarre. yeah and then they had another players only meeting you know another now now the last meeting i they had i believe it was just the leaders meeting uh that resulted after the johnny cueto conversation mm-hmm. or comments about lack of heart and, and that kind of thing so but this is a players only meeting and, and they came out of it just talking about wanting to have fun now do you take that and, and just like go, well, were they not having fun before? You would also mentioned the players were saying, we're going to be doing this for Tony. Why weren't they playing hard for Tony when he was in the dugout? How come all of a sudden, except for today, hitting home runs at a, at a big clip? There's, there's some just weird things like all of a sudden, once one person is removed from the equation, this looks like the fun, hit the ball, the ballpark, excited to be around each other group that we had gotten used to going back to when ricky Renteria was in the in the dugout now you may have not liked the way that ricky managed but we always talked about it he had it seemingly a great culture and the team enjoyed being around each other and it was a fun it was change the game type that's Mm -hmm. where it all kind of was born with with ricky's boys don't quit so it's it's really interesting nick and i just don't know if it'd be the in the best interest of this team, even if Tony is cleared and ready to to come back and manage that he should if the team is continuing to go on the same type of trajectory that they've gone on the you know for the last six games.
0: Yeah. Uh well said, yeah. Hopefully Tony LaRusa is okay with whatever is going on. Uh 77 years old, going to be 78, I believe, in early October. Uh, and we're we're hearing health, uh, I'm sorry, heart uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't really received a lot of updates. And anything that I have kind of read into is a very, you know, we're, we're protecting his privacy kind of thing and giving oh. him space, so to speak. And um, that, that, you know, that's telling. How it all manifests after one of the worst series ever, one of the mm-hmm. worst weekends. And not the players not knowing about it. Rick Hahn or Kenny Williams or yeah. God forbid Jerry Reinsdorf not addressing the team in this in this manner, uh, and and the way the Sox announced it too in this big press release thing. You know, it yeah. wasn't just like, "Hey, he's going to miss a couple games," you know, for health issues. I don't know. That that seemed a little odd to me, um, and the the meeting about hey let's just have some fun you know now i'm looking at it as hey the old man's gone you yeah. know hopefully he gets the help he gets in arizona but he's gone yeah. Let, let's let's play the game that we wanted yeah. to play that we were all murmuring about and whispering about in certain circles mm. hey let's do that now and if miguel cairo is managing way back when Johnny Cueto said this team needs some fire and swagger. I don't think there's a meeting because that meeting was uh, started by La Russa. I think Cairo says he's right. This Mm -hmm. team needs fire and and I'm ready to get in somebody's face to get them, you know, uh, amped up here. And I don't think there would have been a meeting back then from what I have seen from Cairo already, his post game press conferences, his, a uh, conversation in the way he handles his business small sample size but it is uh, full of fire
1: yeah and and it's also curious and and to be noted that you know this isn't the first time you know somebody that Jerry's very close with was left the organization or one of Jerry's organizations because of quote-unquote health concerns Jerry Krause mm. famously was working through the second, you know, the rebuild after the championships and the the Curry years and how that all kind of fell apart. And it was a disaster. Jerry Krause, all of a sudden, now you look at Jerry Krause, you're not really surprised. He had, you yes. know, quote unquote health issues, but that's how Jerry Krause exited the organization. It wasn't a firing or a dismissal. It was a mutual parting of ways. I have health issues. I'm going to step away from from yep. uh the Chicago Bulls. So it's just kind of this is maybe this is standard operating procedure with you know Jerry Reinsdorf organizations. Again, I hate to be the you know conspiracy theorist here. But and that's I, all we
0: can do right yeah, now. Right. Yeah that's all just we seems, can do. It
1: just seems really it just seems really odd. And it seems really odd too Nick know, a lot there was a lot of chatter on radio this week about it. And I obviously I listened to a lot of it. You know, if it was that dire of a health concern you think he's flying on a plane all the way back to Arizona if, if you've got a heart problem and it's that you know troubling you think you don't why don't you just go to a hospital here Right.
0: If if we're going to play some conspiracy stuff, which I don't think, you know, hey, I'm trying to with all due respect to his health and I'm just trying to figure out different avenues of how this might have gone, maybe alternative ways of of what maybe was going on. I I don't think they completely made up a a health situation. You know, that would be gosh, I, I hope that's not the issue. But, you know, he was on the field before the game that that he left. Mm-hmm. um i think it was tuesday right yep. he, he was he's on, the field. He, he did was on his, the field he did his presser i mean he and, spoke and to he's the media. talking with han he's talking with ta and one just happens to speculate and I, which i'm doing right now if he maybe was just saying goodbye you know and and this mm-hmm. is kind of what i i think how things should go i'm going to be you know i'm gone like and, and maybe it seriously was health issues, but they know already he's not coming back. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to us, they're saying indefinitely. Again, uh, this is the mind of a Sox fan that yeah. has been questioning Tony LaRussa from the day he came in um, to see him gone now. And after Miguel Cairo kind of paid his respects, so to speak, we're playing for Tony. We're doing this for Tony. I'm talking with Tony constantly. We're, I things changed after that, especially in the yep. Minnesota series when mm-hmm. when things got real towards the end of Friday night's game. And Lopez hits Vaughn in the shoulder, and and Vaughn kind of looks at Lopez like, "What are you doing?" I, I I enough is enough. I've been hit in the face. I, I've been hit high before, and Lopez starts barking. And then you got benches clear. and Miguel Cairo's out there yelling yep. at Rocco. I, th- that was different to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. There's a different energy there. And there's there's also, you know,
0: again, I hate to always bring
1: up the glory days with listening to Hawk Harrelson, but Hawk would always talk about that, Nick, when there's turning points in a season. And sometimes that it's a, it's a benches-clearing situation. Somebody gets hit and it just kind of lights a fire. Now, it's not the first time that, you know, the Sox have had the benches clear this year or a guy has been hit. Definitely not. But it, it did feel different to me, and it felt different – when it was led by, you know, Lance Lynn, he was the first one, you know, out and the, it looked like the the starting five was out there first and, and mm-hmm. the, the leading the charge. Mm-hmm. It just it just like felt like we're, we're, we're in the scale. We had this conversation. We had a come to Jesus moment as a group. We're going to have fun. And it also means we're going to be, uh, you know,
0: have each other's backs a little bit. Right. We're going yeah, to be there for one another. Let me read you a quote from Liam Hendricks from this past weekend uh, just on a little bit of what's changed recently uh, with the team, with the clubhouse. Um, So this is Hendricks, quote, this team was put together in a way to be extremely irritating to the opposition with the personalities that we have, with the way we play the game in here. I said it in spring training that I think we would be the most hated team in baseball because of it. And we haven't shown any lick of that throughout the course of the year. That's me included. Everyone's got a little more pep in their step now. This is who we are. We need to embrace who we are instead of trying to be that stoic, old-timey baseball player. Show some emotion, get angry, and piss everybody off, end quote. I mean... Uh, that that's a damning. <laughs> that's I a little mean, bit of
1: a damning compliment. I <laughs> mean, stoic.
0: Yeah. You know, you can't make that up, you no. know, and, and, you know, as fans, as diehard fans, you can watch every game and you could pour over the game and watch the replays and you could speculate, which we often do but go to the quotes. I love it. And and Mm -hmm. we have an option. We have an opportunity this day and age to get so much from players, from all the outlets that are fighting uh, to put content out there. Uh, It's there. And that right there from Liam Hendricks told me uh, it's different. Uh, I feel like, you know, just a layer has been pulled pulled back. You Mm -hmm. know, a, a weighted blanket has been pulled off of them. Like, yeah, they are able to be free now um, yeah. in every sense of their individual way to, to play a certain type type of baseball. And and how about, you know, I, I want to we're going to talk cease in a moment. But how about uh, Andrews going, you know, in, in bashing and, and the Sox in general bashing position players, you know, in, yeah. in a glorified way? I I don't know if that happens, honestly, with Larissa well, around.
1: Yeah, I don't know either, Nick. I'll, but you're right and and I can see why you have and traditionally you're not as optimistic about things, but you seem like you've really turned the corner and you've kind of taken a liking to what you've, what you've seen out, out of a Miguel Cairo and, and, you know, sitting here today at 67 and 67 and, you know, still, you know, behind the twins, behind the guardians who are playing as we speak and record, and hopefully they end up losing to Seattle, but, you know do you, do you believe now that this is this is the sox division to be had with the change and would you have felt that way let's say they did still win four out of six you know for four of their last six games and Tony's still the manager is it is it the manager change that gives you the optimism
0: I think with what I've been reading and and what i've been watching and just the the sense of how they've been playing uh you know winning four in a row and then obviously they lost the last game uh here on sunday in the in the twins series but that little winning streak and and everything all the quotes and all the stuff i've been i've been reading to me it's the managerial change has has helped uh usher in a new attitude and a new energy and mm-hmm. it has given you know, I, I don't I don't know how how well Miguel Cairo can manage. I mean, there's some questionable moments. Uh, you know, having Lurie bat in, in this last game of the series, some bullpen use. Uh, I was really intrigued with the opener on Friday. I thought that was an interesting concept uh, that I don't know if they would have done without uh LaRusa. Uh it didn't really work, but I get what they were trying to do. Joe yeah. Kelly is Joe Kelly, no matter where you put him in a game, uh, seemingly. Um, so I, I, it's not like I'm saying, Oh, finally, Miguel Cairo can work his magic. I I just think it's, you know, it's, it's getting the sludge out. It's almost getting an oil change. You know, it's like, Hey, I just, I just changed things. Now I'm letting Mm -hmm. the engine do everything it needs to do. If that makes sense. That's
1: a beautiful, beautiful point (laughs) there. I love
0: that. Yeah. So and you know just me, just I'm a car, car guy. Go. You know me. I'm I know. A big car oh guy. yeah, big gearhead, <laughs> Nick I, I,
1: I look up gearhead in the dictionary. There's a picture of you and your mustache. Speaking yeah. of mustaches, yeah. were you uh, were you enamored with with Kopech's handlebar mustache that he it. was fashioning today?
0: I love it. And there was a shot uh on NBC Sports Chicago today of Kopech next to Cease next to Lynn. And you want to talk about? Just three dudes with some interesting facial hair that just I loved it. I, I think yeah. and, and it's odd that Kopech did it post Larusa. Oh, again you. I I'm just you're, I'm just you're trying. really taking now. <laughs> Is that a stretch? Yeah stretch, now we stretch. Wow, oh, we've
1: been running. if if three other guys come out and do it, then
0: yes, I say then then maybe we have something there. I I don't know. It just, I felt like maybe Copic was like, I'm free to to be who I want to be. And I'm just going to, I'm going to do this now in celebration. I don't know. I'm making stuff up at this point, but speaking of facial hair and mustaches, and uh, it was a great day for the mustache on Saturday. Dylan sees one out away from, from history Mm -hmm. Uh, and the way he handled himself uh, throughout the game, uh, his comments post game, very composed, yeah. uh, well thought out answers. Um, he, man, he is, he is somebody that I never thought would get close. You and I've talked about it close mm-hmm. to a no hitter because of the pitch count situation Yeah, as a strikeout pitcher. He throws so many pitches. Sometimes he'll be at 70 pitches after three or four innings in a game. And the Twins seemed to be wanting to attack him and, and get yeah. after him, which allowed him to keep his pitch count low. Um, I, I loved him coming off the mound in the eighth inning. No hitter. Everybody knows it. Um, he knows it, and he allows people to kind of get into his mindset by putting his arms up, getting the crowd excited, saying, come on with me on this journey. Let's not be shy about it. Uh, I'm feeling it, and I want you to feel this too. I thought that was a really cool uh, moment. You know, um, he he let his emotions get to him, which I loved.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and he's boy, he's coming into his own this year. That's fantastic. He's still, you know, probably behind Verlander in terms of the Cy Young. We they talked about it on the broadcast today. Verlander, you know, on the IL currently. Depending on how long that lasts, maybe that is a benefit should, uh, benefits uh mm-hmm. cease a little bit but i i liked it too it's obvious that the twins had a plan their plan was to get to him early don't go deep in the count but you know what it it completely backfired on them because you know for, for usually you know our defense will let us down they didn't in this game it wasn't like there was a lot of hard plays to be made anyway but, uh, you know, they put the ball in play, and it was hit right at guys for the most part. He had seven strikeouts, Nick, and I believe the majority of them came after the fifth inning. And he all, his pitch count was way, way low, and Cease even mentioned. He turned around and looked at the pitch count. He was surprised at where he was at through five innings. And, uh, and you know, that was a recipe for, for success for him. And it was great to see. I was really uh, sad it didn't happen because it would have been, you know, another a great moment. Uh, In a season that is, you know, lacked a lot of great moments and it would have been fun, but man, he was dominant. He looked fantastic and you can do that. And maybe he learned something, Nick, maybe he learned and will take something away. It's like, you know what? I don't have to have 10, 12 strikeouts every game to be successful. I can have a lot more success if I'm pitching to contact. Now, I will say this, uh, in, you know, because a lot of times, especially if the Sox win, I'm, I'm the type of guy, it's like, I want to watch the highlights. I'll scroll through Twitter, you know, endlessly looking at people's comments. I'm just, uh, I just love it. I can't get enough mm. of it. And I'll watch the next day. A lot of times with my kids, I'll watch the YouTube, you know, the the, the recap, you know, it's yeah. like an eight to 10 minute recap of last night's game. And you'll hear during it, as you're doing the highlights, you'll hear the, you know, Benetti and Stone, you know, in portions of it or Len and, and DJ, and you hear the other broadcasters as well. And I was it was Friday night's game, and the first you know play of the, the game is an error. And and the twins commentator goes, Well, that's that's the socks we know. Uh mm. right off the gate. The you know, and then later on the, the, the recap, something else happened, another error happened, and they mentioned it again. Oh, that's that's how you do it. You know, you hang around long enough with the socks, and they'll they'll give it to you. Mm. So it's like you know, I, I'm sure that's tough on our guys. I've talked about it a lot with that defense behind you, but man, if we could just make the routine plays, it maybe could ease the mind of Dylan Cease to do that more often. Where you're pitching to your to your defense, maybe it helps a guy like Geo too. You know, Geo went out today and didn't look fantastic. wasn't horrible, but you know, I just again, I just always wonder if these guys are are always pitching tight because they know what's behind them and they know that it's yeah, it's not going to be. The most stellar of defenses.
0: Well, when you have natural first baseman playing corner outfield positions like the Sox do, and the the outfield roulette that constantly goes on, where guys aren't used to playing with each other, you know, you had Pollock in center field on Sunday, and and Vaughn and left, and there was a there was a ball hit out there where they kind of almost looked at each other while ball was in flight, like you, me, me, you. What what's going on here? <laughs> And and the, the lack of hitting a cutoff man, like the fundamentals, that stuff unfortunately is still happening uh under the Cairo regime, which uh, I'm saddened about, but it, it's just the, the, the Sox didn't highlight defense in the offseason, let's be no. honest. That that is that has not been an issue over the last couple of years. Um yeah. so I I, but I agree what's with the ultimate
1: you. deodorant, Nick? What's the ultimate deodorant when you have a team that lacks defense and fundamentals hitting three ball, run homers hitting yeah. three run and grand slams yeah and fun stuff like that there was a lot of interesting chatter i was listening to jesse rogers when he was on with waddle and sylvie this past week on espn 1000 and he had mentioned three stats i didn't even know were real stats uh here's one that i didn't realize uh meatballs did you know that they measure meatballs do you ever did you have you heard of this mm, i
0: don't believe okay, I have. so
1: these are pitches that should be hit that are in the zone that are hittable pitches that they track. And Hmm. guess what? the Sox rank about last in, in all of baseball and hitting meatballs. Uh, Another one that they, they rate very highly and in a bad way is topped balls. Basically anything hit with zero or zero launch angle. Wow. They, they rank, I think number one in all of baseball in topped balls, which, you know, this shouldn't surprise you. I was just shocked by the, by the actual stats that are kept. And the other thing is they, they don't they don't pull the ball. So they don't turn on anything. They don't get it up in the air. But that looked to have changed recently, Nick. It looks yeah. like balls are getting in the air. It looks like there are pitches that are being turned on.
0: Well, I, I would say I think there was uh, during that winning streak, every single one of those games was a multiple home run yeah. effort, I think. Um, I'm trying to think about Friday. Grandal hit a home run but were there any uh, other That's a um, good
1: question? I don't think there was, I think Rondell yeah. was the only one.
0: So let's say a home run was hit in every single mm-hmm. one of the games, which uh, there have been droughts. There have been yeah. sometimes four or five game droughts where there wasn't a home run hit. Um, you know, Sunday's game uh, was this fine The series finale was problematic. Uh, Bundy pitches against the sacks really well. We just didn't seem to have a plan. Also, Pat, uh, they scored 13 runs on Saturday and you, we, we know the equation. We're just too lazy or dumb to bet it on one of these thousands of gambling apps. I don't, you know, when the socks score eight, nine double digits bet under the next day. Cause they, especially will if be... it's a day game, Oh, especially yes. if the next yeah. day is
1: a day game, because you know, yeah. there's, there's one or two runs being scored. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought it was a successful weekend. I'll go back to Saturday's game again. Um, So Twins manager Rocco Baldelli did some gamesmanship perhaps, or or trying to ice Dylan Cease uh, in the end there uh, by throwing position players and then removing a position player for another position player. And it it just felt like this is going to be a long inning. He's going to make Dylan Cease sit on that bench and wait because the Sox were pouring on runs. Mm-hmm. And and I was actually even following a, a Twitter, a, a Twins Twitter account, and they were calling Rocco Baldelli out for being just, you know, um, not respecting the game almost. And I guess that's something that Baldelli has preached, is respecting the game. Mm-hmm. And for him to do that, this Twins count account, account had a problem with it. I don't know where I stand on that. You know, you, you, you do not want to be no hit. Yeah. So Rocco Baldelli is doing what he can, you know, within the rules, I guess, uh, to, to make sure Dylan sees has to think about this a little bit longer. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's really, it, it's an
1: interesting thing. And, and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know really where I sit. I mean, it's, I guess I, if I was a little bit, uh, maybe less bias. Maybe I'd have a different opinion. I don't know, but you know, at some point, you know, you're 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 throwing out position players. Um, maybe it's on the socks. Then to just throw down a bunt or just swing at three pitches and and you know sit down quickly instead of scoring a lot more runs and continue to pile it on. I don't know if that's right either, because you sh- it's it is Major League Baseball. We've seen stranger things happen to this team, especially against the Twins. I mean, it is here, but especially against the Twins, it's like you need every run that you can get. So, I, I guess you keep piling it on. But if I, I guess if you're the Sox and you're worried about your guy getting cold on the bench, and you're up nine to nothing at at one point, you know, tell the guys to swing as hard as you can it at, yeah. at, and just flail at them and go sit down, I
0: guess. Yeah. When, when Abreu was up and, and the socks were, I mean, the, the lead was there and I thought Abreu might take a few pitches, just maybe try to try to ground out or something. And he ended up uh, cranking a double. I don't, you know, your competitive nature, how do you stop? Especially yeah. after Friday, you're like this team, I want to bury them. Yeah. And know miguel kyra was asked about it in the post game you know what do you think about the twins throwing position players and he basically said like well great i i hope we're doing so well they do it again on sunday Mm -hmm. like you know uh we'll we'll feast on it great um so and and i don't know if dylan sees would ever blame anything like that on it um but it it was the it came down to a rise you know uh and he had handled a rise pretty well throughout the game, mm-hmm. obviously as he handled everybody else. Well, it was a no hitter and why not walk a rise? That, that's the big question. And Dylan sees was asked it and he said, no, you know, the, the plan was to go after him. And yeah. I, I, I like that. I respect I, that. I do
1: too. You and I are of the same mind on that, you know, for a lot of things, Nick, this one, especially, I think you go out there and you, you, you try to, uh, unintentionally, intentionally walk a guy and, or, or just bury a couple, like he talked about today, you know, I could have buried four sliders in the dirt, maybe he swings at them. Um, but if you're like intentionally doing that, I think you lose focus and I don't know, does it, it does it cheapen it a little bit? I don't, I don't know, but, You've gone out there and you've done your, your business for as long as you have through eight and two-thirds innings, and you've gotten guys out. And and now you're at the point, and he even mentioned it, it was after the fifth inning that he got his A stuff back. Like, he's pumping up fastballs. Mm-hmm. The strikeouts were, were there then, and he was blowing guys away. You know, I, I, I'll i take my chances. Yeah, Arise is a great hitter, and his average is, is what it is. But Dylan Cease— you know, it was pretty damn good pitcher too. And I like the matchup and I like just going after guys and, and saying, this is what I got. If you can hit it, God bless you. If not, I'll get the next guy out. We went 13 to nothing.
0: Yeah. I, I like the, um, I like the intensity, that adrenaline had to have been going, you know, a million miles an hour. So to maybe, you know, overthink something or or take your foot off the gas a little bit to try to unintentionally pitch around him or you you never know what could what could happen and mm. you might lose focus uh, after that. Uh and also I think there's a uh there's a competitive nature of this guy's yeah. the best hitter in the American League right now. How great to end it with this yeah. guy and, and sit do you him think, down.
1: Do you think it all makes a difference if it wasn't 13 to nothing? Let's say it was a closer game. Let's say they're up four runs and that run runner at first doesn't really make a difference, right? do you do then maybe think about strategizing and and maybe putting up four fingers, letting him walk and see if you can get the next guy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's say, um, you know, there was a runner on because of a a drop third strike or, or an error or a walk or something. And you know, you're up maybe four nothing. I don't know. Uh, you're up three, one. I, Yes, I could see in a in a tighter game, you know, like you a base open, on. and you, and you put them on, and you know, so I to don't know. face a righty, to face yeah. a righty that yeah. you know that that slider will work uh, will be much more effective against. Sure, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I again, I like I like the move. I like him having the cojones to go after a guy, and you know if you, if you don't succeed, you don't succeed. But the main thing is that they won. They won two out of three against the the, the big rival, the Twins we would have loved to have swept this team. It is hard to sweep a team, but you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it would have been, it would have been nice. It would have been, you know, the, the icing on the cake, uh, for the weekend. Uh, it wasn't to be, but you know, you can take two out of three from the twins. I'll take that, you know, anytime we face them.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. You know, we won the first game of the series. Um, you know, I, I I had that penciled in as being a tough one to to maybe win, you know, even with Davis Martin starting, and he ended up being fantastic, pitching five innings of pretty much clean yeah. baseball. Uh, but the first game of a series is always difficult for our socks. Mm-hmm. You know that that one that one really set the stage with the energy, with the emotion. Uh, Miguel Cairo called it a playoff type atmosphere. Uh, I think Scott Merkin tweeted out that there were ninety three thousand someone, something around that folks that came through the turnstiles uh, at Sox park this weekend. Um, So drawn big crowds, pretty good weather aside from Sunday and Sox fans have treated to some very good, passionate, exciting baseball as of late. Yeah. Uh, so are you back with this team? Because, you know, it, it, the last, the last time we talked and I'm not saying it was you, but there were people we know in our lives you folks listening, know in your lives that were like, I'm done. Uh, I'm I'm going to no more games. I'm selling off tickets. Uh, This team's dead to me. I'm not renewing things. And, and again, it's only September uh, 4th. Uh, You know, things can change, but I'm feeling like this is going to be how it's going to go. They're going to, they're going to be a feisty bunch.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, Nick, I've said it before, get, get to, you know, five games over again and I'll start really believing you you get to five games over you it, it's assumed you're probably back in first place i would think uh the twins have the yankees coming up um you know cleveland does i think play at home or i know they have kansas city, royals so, they've got kansas city you know, so hopefully yeah. kansas city plays cleveland like they play us but uh i am I'm, I'm interested i'm still interested i've never last, lost my interest or my wanting them to win or my passion for for watching the game I still don't know that I'm 100% convinced at this moment if this is their division or not. Um, but uh, I mean I'm I'm with it. I just don't know if I believe yet 100%. You know cuz I've seen cuz we we've, we've seen this movie before, Nick. We've seen this okay, we're going and we we got some good mojo and then they'll rattle off five or six losses in a row and just look like dog shit. And and the thing that scares the hell out of me and I know we're we're playing a little reverse roles here because this is weird for me to be so pessimistic. But we're going out west. We got a tough mm-hmm. team to play in Seattle, and I know it's Oakland. I believe it's Oakland who we have after that. Yeah. But it is yeah. still in Oakland. The 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 of many houses of horrors. That Kansas City, <laughs> the old Metrodome, not so yeah. much Target Field anymore, but yeah. the old Metrodome. Sure. And for whatever reason, Progressive Field has turned into a house mm-hmm. of horrors for us. Mm-hmm. It's like. And and going into Oakland, it I, doesn't matter who the hell, it, it's It's something about playing there. It's always been a hard place for us to win. So, you know, I, I hate to say check in back with me again next Sunday night, Nick, when we talk, but this will be a very telling week as, as we every week now, every game, every week, every series is that much more important. And I, I just would like to see this team comfortably over 500 in this teetering you know over over two under two right at 500 it's it's like my heart nick i don't know if my heart can take it anymore
0: go head down to arizona um (laughs) so i'll get a bed next to tony (laughs) yeah you guys swap stories old-timey stories (laughs) made so many sandwiches tony um (laughs) so many sandwiches uh the thing that I, is changed for me is you, you mentioned you know you've seen the movie before you've seen the movie before but this is a new director Th- this mm. is a new cut okay? okay they're they're doing it completely different this is your whole Justice League thing oh when, man when, I, I when, knew you are gonna go there How <laughs> they you gonna go Justice League this is Justice League and then what's his face Zack Snyder yeah. puts his yeah. spin on it yeah. okay and then completely changes and blows your mind. Uh, so this is what this is. I think I'm telling you, and I'm only going off of what players are saying. It's yeah. telling they're going yeah. out of their way to say how different things are. And sure, there was that players meeting about, Hey, let's talk about having fun, but I don't know if it was necessarily, Hey, let's talk about having fun again. More of he's gone, meaning Larusa. Let's play how we know we can play. Yeah. You know, let, let, let's get back to like without fear of being judged or fear of what we say and it being, you know, not backed up. Uh, let's just go out there and lay it all out on the line. And so, I, go ahead.
1: I just want to ask you this. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just interested yeah. to, to know. Depending on how the rest of this season plays out, and, and, and let's say it plays out in the favor, of at least making. Uh, The playoffs, winning this division, Uh, and and a lot of it due to maybe what Miguel Cairo does in the last month here. Do you think, you know, he's if Tony is really gone and he's out, is Miguel Cairo a suitable everyday manager for this team going forward, or or would you be would you be would you be in the the mode of, we really really need to make an actual search this time and no stone left unturned, but Miguel's a candidate.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I said on a on a Locked on socks episode, I think, at last week, I really, and I am honest about this, like, I want the next manager to not have any ties with this White Sox organization. I don't yeah. want it to be a retread. I don't want it to be A.J. Brzezinski or, you know, anybody, like, I want them to have an actual search, a smart baseball mind um, that is going to get the best out of the players, that is going to respond to new age analytics, uh, that is just a student of the game and is willing to adapt and change and be um, progressive. So I will say about Miguel Cairo, like maybe the right person at the right time for the right situation, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, hey, Take us, take we've got this nucle, like we've got this nucleus. Like, take us the rest of the way here. You know, keep letting us fire off of all all cylinders. And then like, and then I think the Sox would say, Thank you, Miguel Cairo. Like you you got us through this. Like, we're doing a clean house. Like we are gonna, we're gonna really um I do a, do an actual search. That, yeah, that's and just a, where and I'm going to
1: let that manager bring in his own people. Correct. Right. Correct. And, and, and not because the, the socks have always seemed to, and the, and the bears have done this too. Well, this is your, this is your coach, but we really like this defensive coordinator. We really like this guy. We, we really love Daryl Boston and he's untouchable. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be your first page. no, I'm, I'm bringing in my staff of people that I want. And and I agree with you 100% with somebody that has a different lens that can come in and go, you know, this is not the way anybody would do this anymore. You only have five people on your analytical staff. That's that's not nearly enough. We need to beef that up, uh, you know, whatever it is. But I, I like that too, because if you're truly going to change, you have to truly change it and, and get people from outside that have a different viewpoint that can uh, that can bring some whatever their expertise is to the game.
0: It's refreshing to um, I think it's refreshing to just you and you have to be open to it. So Reinsdorf, mm-hmm. if he's still around, you know if Kenny's still going to be around, which I'm sure he is, who knows what's going to happen with Han uh, but let's assume he's in like they have to say we're open to pushback. like we're changing our game. OK, mm-hmm. we're changing our mentality. Uh, we're open to criticism. We're open to, you know, being put and having a mirror put in front of our face like and having the answer to that to that image. Um, and it's now got to be the good of the team. Not we're yeah. not looking for like, you know, we're going to just have, uh, you know, friends. We're going to move them throughout the organization. And you know, oh, you were loyal and you are a former player or you're a son of this person, nepotism left and right. Like, you know, that, that can't happen. So uh, that's, that's way down the line. Like the, the now is it, it's a different white Sox team. I believe that yeah. um, now, will they play that way? Uh, I don't know. I feel like they, they're given the opportunity now. Um, I feel like they're excited about it as a team. Yeah. Uh, M- Mancada should be coming back soon. I think Kopek might be coming back soon. But this is a dangerous West Coast trip. Um, Seattle for three, then Oakland for four. Yeah, that's tough. That is, you know what, Nick, I
1: I hate to I, I hate to be this way, but just don't get swept in Seattle and take care of business in Oakland when three out of four. I think that's I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah, I, I think you know you, you want to handle your business against Oakland and I, I just want to see them play tough against Seattle. I, yeah. I really and, and I want to see Lance Lynn, you know, continue some of the ways he's been he's mm-hmm. been pitching, uh, which has been a different type of Lance Lynn. You got Johnny Cueto, okay, which he bounced back recently. He he starts your second game, and then we don't know quite yet who's gonna start your third game in Seattle. Uh, but after that trip, you know, there are um there's a day off to, to Colorado and then you've got to make up against Cleveland. When, when you talk about being, you know, X amount of games over 500 and that's when you're going to start maybe believing, I look at how many games back really the Sox are from Cleveland. And, you know, pending what they're going to do against the Mariners here, it, it's an extra innings as we record. It's mm. either going to be two games or it's going to be three games. Still, that's better than the six games or whatever yeah. it was not too long ago. And we've still got four remaining against Cleveland. So I'm just like, hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there. Keep it close. Keep playing this good brand of baseball that we now uh, we now love. I just hope that whatever happened on Sunday uh, in this last game against the Twins wasn't simply just, you know, uh-oh, we're back to our old ways. I, I, I think it was just maybe Bundy was just really good.
1: I think Bundy was really good. We seem to really have a hard time with is 80 mile an hour in the zone slider sure. for, for whatever reason. It was it was mystifying us. I, you know, what do I know? I've never gotten a, an, a batter's box. I probably would have wet myself if I saw that coming at me. So, uh, so you know, again, it's uh, – but the trend lately has been even in the, the game they lost, um, you know, the first game against Kansas City, they're hitting the ball to the ballpark. So continue to hit the ball to the ballpark. That will be the recipe for success, Nick. Because it will cover up the deficiencies you have with, you know, base, you know, simple things like base running and defense. You know, so yeah, so you have to resort, resort back to that. And you had mentioned guys coming back. Um, you know, Grandal is back. He did hit a home run in, in the last couple of days. Maybe that's a good sign. I think they did say that that Roberts is going to play. He should be in the lineup. I should be in, in the lineup. In Seattle. Yeah. And you had mentioned that Mankata should be coming close. He was on the 10 day yeah, and that was retroactive. So he's getting close and hopefully coming back. He was swinging the bat, you know, a little bit better, you know, especially in that Astros series. So hopefully he gets back and I'm not really sure where TA's at, but I think that was more of a mid-September thing. So that was
0: going to be maybe September 20th, uh, something around there. But here's, here's something I know we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but, and this is a weird devil's advocate, like, Man, if this is really thinking about the thinking here, but the way they've been playing without Mancada, without yeah. Robert, without Ta, I, 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 you know, I'm not trying to make an argument that they're a better team, but I'm saying sometimes the puzzle pieces fit in a way that. I don't know, personalities gel, playing styles gel, and well, they're like, you it, know what? If, we don't need you guys. <laughs> I, just, well, well you need Robert about...
1: strictly for his de- defense. Well, sure. You know, a- a- assuming that he's gotten his, you know, whatever is going on between the years fixed and his wrist feels good, he's 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 your best defender. So you need him in there regardless. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how those guys respond to whatever mojo the rest of the, the team has without Tony being there. You know so we don't they know. haven't
0: they really haven't played yeah. under Miguel Cairo they haven't exactly. been in this new age yeah. uh of, of sox baseball um and, and you just wonder I, I don't know you just wonder how those will fit and and uh assimilate to what's going on you yeah. gotta hopefully it's you know that they, they come right in and you know some other roles get reimagined and but Hey, I really like the way Romy Gonzalez has been playing. Yeah, uh, throwing some leather. He got his first home run this weekend. Uh, Larry Garcia came up in a moment that he could have been the legend uh, once again, and that um,
1: it's always it didn't Work out. It didn't it's work always leery. But
0: uh, again, I, I think there'll be a lot more answers uh, this coming week because this isn't, you know, the Royals. Uh, even though the Royals have played us tough, uh, th- this is Seattle, which is. I mean, there's seventy-two and fifty-eight, I think, something yeah. like that. Well, um,
1: and and I hate to do this because it, it very rarely ever works in our favor. But you had mentioned, you know, they're in an an extra inning inning game right now in Cleveland. That the game is still not gone final at nine thirty-two p.m. Central. That's yeah. ten thirty-two Eastern time. And they're going to be flying back home tonight, back to Seattle. I would imagine the Sox are already there you know maybe you maybe you can steal this first game just just on some tired legs <laughs> if you know maybe another team have tired legs other than well, us because i
0: think the mariners have won the series already if they lose um yeah. right they won the they yeah. won the first two games yeah. so who knows man i this is this is the type of year where you start really man you, you go down the rabbit hole on different yeah. theories and possibilities and what if this and what if that and maybe this will happen and uh hey just keep playing whatever 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 they were doing uh in the Kansas City series and at the beginning of the Minnesota series hopefully they had a nice trip some bonding and uh and Lance Lynn comes out and uh he's that bearded beast that we have grown to love recently
1: yeah let's hope so nick all i know is it's going to be exciting it's going to be must see tv probably every night until this this season comes to an end however this regular season comes to an end it'll be hopefully exciting it'll probably come down to the last couple games so uh get your Pepto-Bismol ready and your seltzer, my friend
0: lots of games still against uh, the twins and again those four against the Guardians. so uh buddy a real treat uh talking White Sox with you
1: always is let's do it again next week buddy
0: sounds good folks thank you so very much uh for letting us steal some of your time talking White Sox. Uh, you can find this podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, pass it along to other socks fans in your life. We do appreciate that. Find us on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. It helps other socks fans find us. Uh, we're on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV. Got a Facebook fan page. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morawski. Until next time, go socks.